ear hole. Noun. One of many places that Bombers goes into. This is Bombers. Crapper and crappy, crappy and crapper, crappity crappy, crappy crap. Dag wants me to change this intro song every week, so here's a low effort attempt. Welcome to this week's episode of Bombers. I'm your host, Piddle. With me, Bomber number one, Spiegel. Earhole. Bomber number three, Zibber. I'm alive. Unfortunately. And bomber number five, Deg. Beer hole. <laughs> Beer. Unfortunately, I don't have one of those. Well. What, a beer or a beer hole? I have like four <laughs> beer holes. <laughs> what? <laughs> There's one in my mouth. There's you know, one in no, my no, belly. No, 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 no. Uh, Piddle, what are, we, what are we doing today? Let's, let's move on. I can think of more than four. <laughs> Piddle, focus. What? We don't. We don't want to know about you two. All right. <laughs> well, if Let's you get combine the two going. of us, there's like at least eight. Oh, we're just going to talk about bombastic news now. We're just we're providing fodder for the eventual bombers fan fiction that gets written and sent to us. Yeah, you guys are like, let's yes. move on, let's move on. And it's Zyber's responsibility to move on. He's got the first segment. Zyber, what's the first segment? Housekeeping, because I already said, let's move on to Bombastic News. Maybe if you opened up that uh, ear hole instead of the beer <gasps> hole. Oh, wow. But anyways, as Dig was talking about fanfiction writing, feel free to email us at thisisbombers at gmail.com with any fanfiction about us you feel like writing, you weirdos. Or you could just email us questions that we can answer on the show. Less weird, but still weird. You can also join us on Discord, talk, or give us questions there. Or, I guess, write fanfiction. Link in the description. Or you could watch us on Twitch as our daily, almost daily now, streaming of video game content. Uh, that is This Is Bombers as well. Join us on Twitter if you feel like doing that, at This Is Bombers. You could join our Patreon, link in the description below, if you feel like giving us money to talk about beer holes. Um, something about a new podcast coming. Now, here, I'll do this part. So the Ringfed Adventure is a new club that we've opened up on our Discord for people to come and have accountability to exercise during certain times where it's hard to go to gyms and stuff. Don't go to gyms. Go to Bombers. We'll get you swole. Or fit. Or fat. Yeah, gym's stupid. Don't talk to gym ever again. Basically, an exercise accountability. I get all the ladies swole, if you know what I mean. I I am glad that I don't. I do like buff ladies, mm, muscle girls. Sorry. Uh, what's the next segment? Wow. Uh, so this is not a podcast where we talk about beer holes and swole girls. This is a podcast where we talk about games. But it should be. But thankfully, it's not. Uh. So I want to get us started with some gaming news. Uh, not much for this last week, but I did want to throw this one out there for you guys. Matt Piscatella, if you don't know who that is, uh, former IGN editor, he now works for NPD, who does you know uh, market research in terms of uh, console sales, video game sales for the U.S. I believe all of North America. What does NPD stand for? Don't know. National Podcast Database. Nintendo Power. New product display. Discourse. Data miners. I literally don't know. New At any rate. Tail dimes. Principled detectives. Moving on. At any rate, Matt Piscatella tweeted this out this week. PlayStation 5 and Xbox Series X and S are getting all the headlines, but the extended sales strength of Switch will likely be the real story of video game hardware in holiday 2020. Now keep in mind, he basically has the sales numbers for November already. I mean, keep in mind, we already knew that Switch was the monster this year. Yeah, this is not that complicated of of a thing to me because here we're talking about two consoles that launched, you know, in they basically had worldwide launches. PS5 was a little bit delayed in Europe, but they're already sold through most of their initial stock. Like it's all gone. There's no more stock coming, but the Switch just keeps coming into stores and just flying off the shelves as soon as it comes in. It's not that big of a surprise to me that the Switch would be doing this well. The PS4, you know, outsold 
the Switch its first holiday on the market because the the PS4 was huge and there just wasn't there weren't a lot of Switches in stores at the time. Yeah, it's like they just amassed a giant crap ton of Switches and Ring Fit Adventures and they're just like, all right, here you go. Complain about PlayStations being out. How about the Switch? Yeah, the Ring Fit Adventures, they're everywhere now. You couldn't you couldn't find one at all this time last year. They were nowhere and they're everywhere now. You can't walk into a store, they're piled they up at the door. They're giving them away. They're door prizes. I don't think they expected uh, Ring Fit Adventure to be as successful as it was. I did not expect it from the initial trailer. <laughs> it sold like 6 million units or something so far. It's crazy. It's a revolution. Yeah, I, I just uh, I just sort of remembered the teaser trailer which just shows people <laughs> just pushing the ring together while the family watches and smiling. <laughs> I mean... Rings. A family that squeezes together, pleases together. Please, oh, jeez. Well, we'll get. Tell me, tell me more. We'll get back to Ring Fit Adventure <laughs> no. soon. No. I just wanted to bring up that tweet. I mean, it's not even like a hot take tweet. Like, it's just information. It's confirmation. It's confirmation that the Switch is absolutely dominating, despite two brand well, new. Speaking consoles. of, yeah, speaking of Twitter information. There was also leaked the information that Persona 5 Scramble is finally being released worldwide February next year. That's the uh, Warriors game, isn't it? Yeah, except I don't think it's actually related to Warriors. But it's like a similar mass combat type of thing. It's a Musou game like Dragon Quest Heroes and that that sort of thing. I, I don't know. I mean, I, it's really hard for me to get behind playing another one of these freaking things just a couple months after Age of Calamity comes out which i which i still have not played yet by the way oh well we can talk about that game later too we'll talk about it later but anyways i'm just happy because it took them a freaking year to release this worldwide it should not have done that it's atlas localization man it's legendary it takes an eternity you know that persona 5 came out like a year and a half later in america than it did in japan right it's cr- it's insane yeah. how long it takes. At least these games did get translated. Some of them yeah. don't. Yeah, it's one yeah. of those weird things where, like, on one hand, there has to be a market for it, but on the other hand, why is there a market for it? Because weebs. Yeah, grumble, grumble. Weebs like us. Weebs not, like you. Not me. I can see your collection behind you. There. I've... Shut. Yeah. Shut up. <laughs> yeah. You guys lost me on this conversation. All right, let's move on then. Shut up, weeb. We got one more news item for this week, and that is something that Deg wanted to talk about for some reason. The Microsoft Surface Duo. There's a new one coming because everybody has a Microsoft Surface right now. Tell us about the Microsoft Duo. I think it's really interesting (laughs) um, because you see... Nintendo released the dual screen or the DS. So Microsoft turned around and they're like, well, we're going to release the SD or the Surface Duo as a tablet with two screens. For some reason, I don't see what the market... I guess speaking of there being not markets for things, like who wants this? So it's, well, it's basically it a book that screens. you open up. But it's yeah, a tablet. It's, it's a tablet, but instead of being a normal tablet, you open it into two screens with a 360-degree swivel hinge so that you can make screens on both sides of your tablet so that you can't set it down without scratching your screen, I guess? You can browse well, can you two websites keyboard? next to each other like this, and then you close it like this, and then you open it, and then you can go like that if you want, and then you can go back to like that. It's revolutionary. It's the, the visual medium of this podcast really is selling the Surface just, Duo. Yeah, right just now. but just imagine if See, you're the listener. Just okay. Just imagine I'm going like this, <laughs> and then now I'm going like this, and now I'm going like this. Well, here's that's the thing the, that I want. That's it. It's revolutionary. It, it's magic. You, here's a here's a feature. If they add this feature, maybe I will be at least vaguely interesting. If you have something on one screen, and then you close it, and then it clones to both screens. Uh, but like flipped upside down so that you can open the lock to get into the ocean temple. That would be awesome. I was just uh, about to f- say that, yeah. I think we were all about to make the exact same Legend yeah. of Zelda Phantom Hourglass joke. Uh, one of the worst puzzles in modern gaming history. Absolutely. But you had to blow on it. But it's the puzzle I always heard about in every review. You um, You don't have to blow on it, but you're going to want to blow on it. 
You don't have to. You get to. You get to. <laughs> you get to blow on the surface duo. So are they going to have like a SD3 at some point? Who cares? Like all With I want to do is point out that degree it's... degree hinge where you can bend into the fourth dimension. Yeah, you you, you, you can bend time itself. Like this, what if they had four screens? <laughs> you're, you're just expanding into alternate hands... universes. Now imagine that my hands have fractalized into the future. And that's... We could have the surface cube. It's just this... Eventually we get the surface tesseract. Dodecahedron. Will it be a Rubik's cube? What if you had... What if it... Yeah, a surface Rubik's cube where every little thing on... Where you could, like, move it around and, like, each one is a little screen and you, like, flip it and then you can create images and it changes the image based on the orientation of the Each side is a screen, but also each hole is a screen. So you have to solve the Rubik's Cube in order to use your device. Oh, God. I don't know the algorithms. And it just resets every single time that uh, it goes into a lock screen. It just resets, and you have to resolve it. (laughs) (laughs) If you take more than 10 seconds, it resets again. Solving it is how you unlock it. And you can't change the settings. You can't change the settings to uh, to you know make it not lock itself after five. Like it locks itself after ten seconds, and you can't change that setting. It's like you got to keep doing. So you got it. It's a you need to stay on it. You have to use it in quick bursts. Yeah, but don't worry, you can still take pictures without unlocking it. <laughs> it will. It will and still call make emergency calls. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Oh god. Uh, here, would you buy a question mark? No. <laughs> no. Surface Rubik's cube. <laughs> what's what's the asking price? Also, an alarm is going off the entire time. Ooh. How about, would you buy it, question mark, the Microsoft Surface Duo? No. no. <laughs> Worst idea, I don't know, recently? In a while. So is it, it based off of it, the Surface Pro, which, is that a tablet or a laptop? Yes. Is it backwards compatible <laughs> with Xbox One games? Yes, weirdly enough, because you know, Microsoft has game their pass. Game Pass. The best value play in games gaming. anywhere. Can you play two games at once on the Surface Duo? Can you play Assassin's Creed Valhalla on this one and New Super Lucky's Tale on the other one? That's playing with power. No, but you can put f- and then you match it together. What you can really do is on the right screen you can load up Candy Crush Saga, and on the left screen you can load up Farmville and uh, Twice the Addiction. That's all. Okay, you- but which which screen plays the bombers on? We uh, we're the soundtrack to both games. Yeah, you could have bombers on both sides and get bombers into both ear holes. Hey, bringing it around. Is this a good time to announce our new partnership with PopCap? <laughs> <laughs> no? Okay, we'll save it for No, later. but it is a good Oof. time to uh, talk about this week's game releases. Coming out December 7th, ever? we have Drawn to Life, Two Realms, coming to PC, Nintendo Switch, and Mobile. I did not know Drawn to Life was still in existence. <laughs> that was my reaction. I was like, they're still making Drawn to Life games? That That's the only reason I put this on there. Because like, okay, I, I didn't know that Drawn to Life was a franchise that was selling well enough to justify a sequel on this many freaking platforms. But here we are. Yeah. Spiegel and I... Mean, I does it keep up with like pop culture there? Spiegel and I were in the pre-show, and he wrote this down and said, I didn't know they were making this. And I said, neither did I. And then you said it separately. So I think that's going to be everyone's reaction. Drawn to Life apparently is still a thing. What's the next game? (laughs) Well, coming out the next day, on December 8th, we have Destiny 2 getting its PlayStation 5 and Sexbox release. As well as Doom Eternal getting its Nintendo Switch release. Uh, I believe that is just just digital only, correct? Sure. Then there is Puyo Puyo Tetris 2. Great. Did you play the first Puyo Puyo Tetris? I bet there's more Puyo Puyoing and more Tetrising. Or you could just I played play the original. It. Which, by the way, yeah, I believe yeah. I heard a story that that game is getting delisted from the uh, from the virtual stores after this game is released. So... Hope oh. you got your Puyo Puyo Tetris Was... in because it's going away. Oh man! You better go. Bu- you better go buy it and download it before the eighth. Really? Whatever will I do? Not own Puyo Puyo Tetris. That's what you'll do. Maybe I'll get this next Was game. It FIFA that did that too. Piddles buying FIFA. Oh gosh, no. Yeah. <laughs> now where's my FIFA Madden game? 
that's the crossover we all want and need. FIFA and Madden. How can I get my How can I get my foot without my mutt? What was the <laughs> in all, this year's all new foot mutt twenty one? Uh, you know that's what they should do. Really, <laughs> they should just release a game, call it foot mutt, and just not even bother with like the soccer and the football stuff. Just, Is that like the cousin of putt putt? Yes, foot mutt <laughs> saves the zoo. Put, foot mutt joins the parade, and foot mutt. I I don't even know what I'm saying anymore. It's yeah, it, everything not. doesn't sound real anymore. It's foot because putt. you were it using like the a, uh, the Surface Seven Twenty, and you folded yourself into an alternate reality. I need to go shower. Yeah. <laughs> okay, moving on to a game that I actually am interested in. December 10th, we have Cyberpunk 2077 coming to the most important platform, Stadia. Yeah! Heck yeah. Big exclusive get for Google Stadia, Cyberpunk 2077, coming exclusively to Google Stadia on December 10th. Good for Google. And also PlayStation 4 and Xbox One and PC. Oh. Oh, crap. But I think you can only stream it on Stadia, so... Is this game not coming to next gen i mean it took them this long to get the current or old last gen well, stuff actually what it is is you'll notice that they did not uh they don't have it for next gen what's going to happen is uh sometime either this weekend after we've recorded this but before this has gone live or before the 10th when the game actually launches they will announce a delay as they work to port it to next gen so the game has been optimized for backwards compatibility for both systems is my understanding and the official releases will be down the road. I imagine what they'll do is release this version, release all the DLC, and then a year from now, release Cody. the game of the year version for PlayStation 5 and Xbox Series, whatever, as well as for PlayStation 4 and uh, Xbox One. Because why not? I mean, I'm just confused to even see it on the list here. As actually coming out this week? Yeah, I just I don't believe it. I, I'm telling it you, it has been a very long time. America has had three different presidents since this game was announced. Four, actually, if you include. Uh, Copies are in the wild. Are you guys excited for this game at all, or is it just me? No. At one point, I was all like, "Oh, that sounds cool." I'm pumped. I think it's going to be awesome. Not, I, I I'm not. I hope that it. I really. Good. <laughs> Spiegel. Excuse me, I'm going to talk now. I'm leaning away from the mic. You make your point now. I forgot my point in the humor of the moment. I think I think, I think that this with game, game is going to be really cool. <laughs> Spiegel has left the building. Got him. Pivot, what do you think about this? Zyber, your <laughs> thoughts? I'll probably buy it at some point, but I have just bought so many games in the past two or three months. It's ridiculous. There's actually been a lot of good stuff. Hey, Espeon, there's been a lot of good stuff that's come out just recently, which has me with Cyberpunk. What I was going to say is I don't know if I'm going to be a day one adopter. Like, I'm really excited about it, but I feel like I'm going to have to wait for, you know, some small pittance of a sale to convince me to get it because I already have a bunch of games to play right now. And yeah. like the game's not going to get worse. I hopefully not. I do feel like we are kind of getting to that point in the in the industry with with content bloat where there's just so many games and there's so many sales and you know there are going to be so many sales that it's like why buy anything on day one at this point unless it's something that you absolutely cannot wait to play. I will say that Cyberpunk 2077 looks very good. I think that they have the opportunity to do something really special, just like they did with The Witcher. And, uh, I mean, CD Projekt Red is one of those developers that I would trust to do just about anything at this point. Because everything that they've done, they've done with such care, and they take so much time, and they just put so much effort into creating a result that comes out polished and and great. Not like Bethesda and the Fallout games. So, there you go. I trust CD yep. Projekt Red. Well said. I have nothing to add. The last game coming out next okay. week is, or this week, is uh, Panzer Dragoon Remake coming out on the 11th for Xbox One. Which is already out on the Switch. 
If you didn't know. Did not. I was about to ask that. Now you know. It's not. It's Panzer Dragoon, not Panzer Dragoon Orta, which remains an exclusive to... Was that Xbox or 360? I can never remember. Xbox, I believe. They blend together. Interesting. They do. What is Panzer? What is, like, what is that? Panzer is German for tank. What is Dragoon German uh, for? Dragoon is the type of uh, spear lance uh, trooper um, in like Napoleonic-ish times. And in like a lot of Final Fantasy, Fantasy games, games, they're like dragon hunters. They like jump really high and drop with their spear and stab dragons. Sorry, but tank hunters? in Panzer Dragoon, you fly a dragon. In... What? <laughs> in Panzer Dragoon, you're on a dragon and you are shooting fireballs at things. Well, it's also yeah, a Japanese it's... game, not a German game. So very confusing. An on rails shooter. That's just an on rails shooter. Nintendo, take notes. Huh. It's 2020. Nobody wants an on rails shooter anymore. I want to play. Not I even me. I do. Give me a. Give me like a. I want to get some time crisis up in Give me like piece. a twenty thirty dollar on rails Star Fox. I'll buy it. Make it an hour long. I will buy it. House of the Dead. Be- House of the Dead Overkill. Better yet, there's the a free to play one on the, the 3DS. Dead Where's my uh, typing of like the Star Fox? Typing of the Star Fox. I would play Typing of the Star... Oh, Zyber just quit the podcast. You can't so hear me. I'm assuming you, that you were just talking over me. We were definitely ignoring you. No, you you dis- you disappeared. Did you have something to add, Zyber? Yeah, can you hear me? Yes, you're back now. <laughs> okay. Yes. Yeah, or the one free-to-play 3DS uh, game, Street Pass. Yes, there was a... I forget the name of it, but there was an on-rail shit. Oh, you're nice. thinking of Face Raiders? Face Raiders? Or is that oh, something wow, else? No, it was Face like, Raiders was like the AR. No, the Street Pass, the added games later on, and one of them was a really fun on-rail shooter. I like the stock market one. You would. I, I didn't want to play those games because you had to like you had to buy them, and then... Oh, yeah, then you, you then it was them. like dependent on whether or not you actually got any street passes, which I did sometimes. But you we know, had, this isn't Japan; it's America. We're spaced out. Well, there was six of us out over here. There was six of us that would bring our 3DS to school for it. So to school must be nice to have friends. Humble brag. All I, mean, I have is Piddle, and you, I never I see him anything anymore. about friends. I apologize. You got to take your DS to like a convention or something. That's... Oh yeah, we would have to stop every like five minutes just to get their street passes. Yeah. That's where the nerds come out in droves. Is right, now a good time to anymore. announce bombers appe- bombers appearing at PAX Midwest 2022? It's happening. Get your tickets. Do they have a Midwest? I don't know. <laughs> There's going to be one eventually when we form it. Persia have like yes. a west, south, and east, and they just said screw you, North. I just um they need a Midwest. Well. We have the Midwest Gaming Classic out here, too, uh, I, in Milwaukee every year. Yep. I think all we can do at this point is just do a, do a quick name drop and provide no further details, but that name drop, of course, is... Reggie Fizeme. BombCon. I, I am a little concerned What's about the, the, type of, uh, the, the type of people that will arrive at something called BombCon. No, I said we're not talking about <laughs> it any more than the name. What's the next segment? The next segment is the Minish Recap, where we discuss media we are consuming, usually mostly video games. And I want to get started with Zyber, because I think he's winking at me right now. So (laughs) (laughs) How can I be winking at you? I can't even see you. Uh, I don't know. You were winking. I thought it was for me. I thought it was for me. He's winking at the audience. Okay. You know what we should do? Uh, Here's well, I... a Patreon perk, Deg. Here's what we should do, okay? We're oh, trying boy. to get into the, this Patreon crap, and Deg is trying to monetize the crap out of this, and I do not agree. But if you so... want to give us your money, here's what you do. Here's what you get. You get to sit in with the Bombers live on video chat. You get to watch this thing happen. Give us $100 a month, and that could be you. I don't know about the, I don't know about the $100 a month, but I like this idea. So go no, check out... $100. That's how much it costs to see my face. 
Go check out Patreon for the exclusive Beyond Voice Chat tier with us. Right now, go buy it. Only one person gets it, though. First person. $100. So, yeah, Zyber, uh, now that you've winked us into forgetting that it was your turn, it's still your turn. Okay, well, I don't know the last time I've been on the podcast, so I'm just going to assume that I was still playing Kingdom Hearts Melody in memory at some point. Um, I beat that in two days with over 30 hours of gameplay. 30 hours is not bad. Yeah, not bad. And then what? I and then I almost got a full chain. I got a full chain on 146 uh, of the 150 songs. No, you're missing I mean, four I, of yikes. them. Yes, well, they're what, hard. What uh, and, what difficulty were you playing on? The proud, the hardest difficulty. How do you compare it to like theater rhythm? It's really difficult. I'd say that there's a lot of stuff about theater rhythm that I preferred. Uh, they actually had health and defense and strength and stuff for your levels actually matter. Uh, you would actually make a party with like a healer, magic user, s- strength, etc. stuff. Uh, but for the gameplay itself, uh, I really enjoyed melody memory with uh, just actually walking through and attacking the enemies as they approach and stuff. Uh, it felt more action-y than just waiting for a circle to show up and then tap at it. Now, how does it compare to Elite Beat Agents? <laughs> I mean, he uh, just said it's better than waiting for a circle to show up and tapping on it, so <laughs> it's clearly the greatest yeah. game ever made. Elite Beat Agents has a really great track listing. Spiegel, speaking of the track listing for Elite Beat Agents, we gave up on ranking those earlier. I was messing with Spiegel there. <laughs> yeah, we were going to do a top 18 uh, Elite Beat Agents songs, and uh, we got bored and didn't do it. So if you want to know... Number one is Highway Star by Deep Purple. Number 18 is, uh, I don't know, Deg, what would you say? Um, probably know, like that one jump, that one song from Napoleon Dynamite. Yeah, I really don't like that song. Like, I know it's it's iconic, because, and that game came out just shortly after that movie, too, which is why I think it was in there, but I, I just... No. Jamiroquai, I think the Hoobastank song maybe hasn't aged super well. I don't like Sum 41. It could be any of those. Wow. Well, anyways, back to me. I stopped playing Melody Memory to move on to Hyrule Warriors Age of Calamity. Nice. He got stuck on the and... Hoobastank song, so he moved on. Did you wish that everything yes. was uh, Persona related? No, I actually enjoyed this. It felt more like a Breath of the Wild game than a Warriors game, actually. It was pretty interesting. Uh, I actually enjoyed the combat much more than in Breath of the Wild. Yeah, I've been playing it as well, and I have really been loving the combat and the way that the different weapons feel unique enough while retaining the character's identity. They did a really good job on the game. Yeah, like the original Hyrule Warriors, there was a lot of characters. I'm just like, why on earth would I play as these? While Age of Calamity, there's only one character that I played once and never again. The rest of them, like, I actually enjoyed. And then I thought that they did a good job of having missions of, like making sure you do play a bunch of the characters. Yeah. How many uh, characters are there in Age of Calamity? Because Hyrule Warriors has obviously a ton because the DLC and all that stuff. I mean, as of right now, it's like six, right, Zyber? Uh, I unlocked everything and seven, I think actually. I don't. I don't remember. Well, there's there are. There's the. F- it's a lot more than you think. Oh, really? There's more because there's the four champions: Link, Zelda, Zelda and Impa. Zelda and Impa. Yeah, so, so there's Tingle. Yeah, there's more surprise. The King characters. of Red Lions, Skull Kid, Linkle shows up. Fi. If you are, Linkle. if you're only that far, Dig, there is a character that you're able to unlock soon. It was really surprising. I am looking forward I to love it. Playing I, it. I have. I love playing as it though. Uh, is the character that you played once and didn't like one of the later on spoiler characters, or is it an earlier game character that you can list and tell us? It was the. It was also an unlockable character that you can ignore. Uh, then don't uh, don't tell me then, because yeah, I'm I'm on like chapter three right now, and I've really been enjoying it, but I need to play more of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it took me between seventy and seventy five hours to one hundred percent it. Wow. Um, besides going back and collecting all the Korok seeds, it felt really nice to one hundred percent it. There are eighteen playable characters in Age of Calamity. Wow. What? 
I can't even think of 18 characters in Breath of the Wild, like, period. Like, I could not name, I couldn't name half that. Are there 18 characters in the Zelda series? (laughs) Are they (laughs) all Breath of the Wild related? Like, are they They all from that game? Yeah, they they appear to all be from Breath of the Wild. I'm spoiling it for myself because I don't really care. I care. Yeah, so. just, well, you could just probably don't say anything. The, yeah, that like bird with the harp thing. You could probably play as him. Kaz. Um. Ganon. I wish Cal- you could play yeah, as Calamity you, you, Ganon. The all of the all of the main big like you can play as a Hinox and a Lionel and a uh, Moblin and uh, a Goomba. Oh, oh yeah. That's Goomba. another thing I love about this game, though. Are are the Lionel and Hinox battles and all that stuff? The they, boss fights are great. They're so great, and I noticed that there's a lot less kills overall in this game compared to Hyrule Warriors, so, like, they're just sending less of the small fry at you, and they're just, like, making it shorter to get to the big battles, which are a lot more fun. Yeah. So the only question, only other question I have regarding Age of Calamity is, how is the story? Is this worth... And I'm only... I'm only to chapter three, so so far I've been enjoying it, but I also haven't experienced enough of it. Cyber's got this terrifying grin on his face, though. <laughs> I will say that I really enjoyed the story. Do you feel enough. like, as a Zelda fan, it is something <laughs> that is sort of required consumption? No, probably not. <laughs> well, let me ask you this. Does it effectively set up anything that you think could be coming in Breath of the Wild 2? Or do you think ultimately it's not going to be necessary to kind of get the full experience with that game when it eventually releases? Just a pure standalone. Um, I'd say that's probably pure standalone. I'd be pretty surprised if Nintendo allowed for new stuff that's going to be important in the sequel to show up in there. I mean, they allowed that company to go ahead and use basically its second most or third most important franchise and just say, go nuts. Twice, and in fact, the second time, twice, Nintendo went to them and said, "Hey, would you like to tell an official Breath of the Wild story?" Yeah, but like, if they can do this for their next set of games, with especially if it's with IPs that exist, that would be great. But like, compared to the original Hyrule Warriors or Fire Emblem Warriors, this Age of Calamity is just so superior. Yeah, I've been enjoying it way more than any of the other Warriors titles that I've played. You know, I also enjoy the way you level up people and such. This makes me think of something. I, I'm going to give you guys a minute for this, but uh, be careful. That's dangerous. Think, <laughs> think about a Nintendo franchise and a crossover with some other series that you would like to see. I have my idea. Not even a Warriors. Not even a Warriors game. Just like any crossover. Yeah. So basically, like Warriors, where it's a Warriors gameplay, but it's that nintendo franchise oh okay i've got my answer too i thought you were going to ask us to try and think of uh tokyo mirage session and i was like why piddle nah it's kind of hard to think of some because nintendo already has a ton of the genres made spiegel what do you have nintendo's good at their own i was thinking how about f-zero crossed over with a fighting game so like Like a Ooh. No, no, no. Like a Tekken. You know what I mean? Like hand-to-hand combat. Uh, you know, Captain Falcon, obviously with the Falcon Punch. But, you know, Samurai Goro. Uh, there's other characters who I may or may not know the names of. There's the Shadow Guy, the, the demon dude. Whatever his name is. Shadow Man. Ca- I'll be honest. The cast from F-Zero feels like a fighting game cast already. It does. Yeah, it does. Exactly. That's why it's my answer. I think it's good. I think it's a good one. So, F-Zero cross Tekken. Yeah, if they really wanted to get another F-Zero game out, they probably need to have more than just racing involved. At this F-Zero point, F-Zero yes. versus Capcom. F-Zero versus Tatsunoko versus Capcom. <laughs> F-Zero versus Marvel versus Capcom. Would, Why Cap- not? Capcom versus Why not? Ninten- Nintendo exclusive. Right there. There you go. Why not just Capcom versus Nintendo? Technically, I already oh. have F-Zero versus Capcom. What? Stop, Zyber. Yeah, stop. What's uh? What's what's Apparently, your answer? Everyone else knows what you're talking about. My answer, the Smash Bros. Wh- whoever other answer. My my answer is obviously the Animal Crossing Souls. Uh see, you <laughs> stole my idea roughly because my answer is going to be Animal Crossing Zero Escape. Oh. Animal Crossing Assassin's Creed. 
No. An- Animal Crossing Zero is a terrible idea. What about Animal Crossing Tony Hawk? I could Hawk get behind Pro an Skater. Animal Crossing Zero escape where you have to basically, because you basically already tell uh, your residents, you know what? Go away. You, you're, you're a hideous animal. I would rather have the cute animal on my island. So, Animal Crossing Zero Escape, you're just like, eh, so I know this person's probably going to die if I go through this door. All right, that sounds, that's a great idea. Cool. I hate them anyway. They're ugly and their personality is athlete. Yep. Just and betray everyone. I mean, obviously it would be Isabel Prisoner's behind dilemma. it all. Obviously, she's a psychopath. She would be I think zero. We need a Smash Bros. Uh, yeah. dating sim. <laughs> so just yes. so just Nintendo. I dating love sim. that. Yeah. Yes. I can get behind that. The funny thing is, like you know that Nintendo would never do that, but let's assume for a moment that the people who ran Atlas ran Nintendo. <laughs> All the games would be dating sims. Every one of them. If the people who ran Atlas. There's ran too Nintendo, many. Nintendo has too many waifus. We wouldn't have Nintendo. Or Atlas, so they, they'd have they'd have ruined the the entire company a while ago. <laughs> yes. All right. Well, for our listeners, let us know what you think of our ideas and give us your Nintendo and Ooh. other genre crossover. What about we Mario? will read the best ones on the show next week? Ooh, I like that. What about Mario in an XCOM game? What about Mario? We have and that. Yeah. <laughs> nice one, Doug. Nice what one. about Pikmin and what about Pikmin and Pikmin 2? Ooh. Then it would be Pikmin 3. What? <laughs> what about like Pikmin and Civilization? I think that would only work on the Microsoft Duos whatever. <laughs> <No. laughs> Zyber, do you want to talk about any of these other games that you've played? Yeah. So now that I'm done with uh, Hyrule Warriors, I'm taking a break by playing Mario Picross. Oof. Don't play it. It's really boring. <laughs> I've I'm about to finish World 8 of the Mario section. It just keeps adding more worlds to the freaking list. Now, let me tell you, <laughs> as, as someone who has beaten uh, the Mario section of Mario Picross, it goes to 10. Yeah, I'm at, I'm, it should go to 11. I can see 10 now, so I was assuming that. And then there's a special one after that. <laughs> and then there's Wario. And then there's the whole Wario one, yet. yeah. Are you no, referring to Super Picross Su- or the Game Boy one? Super Mario Picross. There's two of them. Mario Super Picross. Mario Super Picross. The one that's on the online uh, um, switch yeah. online. Yeah. What about Pikmin and Picross? Pik- what would the, Pikmin, what would they call it? Like Pikmin Cross. Picross. Crossmen. Crossmen. <laughs> Not to be uh, related to Animal Crossing anyway. That's the uh, Pikmin and- Picross Animal Crossing crossover. Animal Picrossing. Yeah. So, other than that, um, I've been dealing with HelloFresh, which isn't a video game, but a food service that gives you... It's something um, you consume. HelloFresh. Yeah. <laughs> so, it, they give you ingredients and a recipe, and then you do it, and then you make it. We've had a bunch of different things. Like, today we are making uh, some kind of pork soup. And if you go and... to HelloFresh.com slash bombers. <laughs> You can get ten percent off of nothing because we don't have any ads on this show. You'll get, yeah. You'll get a four hundred four error not found. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. I just talk about it because we've had it for three weeks now, and it's really nice uh, getting my parents to eat something besides pizza. Whatever the heck they eat, tacos, McDonald's, Taco Bell. Yeah. Ooh. It only takes I like th- thirty minutes usually to make the food, so it's not that bad. Yeah, it's not that bad. Uh, what are how are the serving portions? Well, they ordered for two people, and we've been splitting it between the three of us. So it's still actually decent. Uh, we usually just need to eat like a snack afterwards. What is the cost per meal? I don't know. I'm not. It's like a commercial. It. <laughs> yeah, <it's, laughs> we we don't do ads, Piddle. Come on. Oh, let me just yeah. say that I probably wouldn't be eating it if I had to pay for it. Yeah, that's, that's <laughs> fair. But also and nice for the low, low price of $20 a meal, you can get HelloFresh delivered right to your doorstep, courtesy of Amars. It only like takes buy it half one... an hour per meal. Yeah, And if you buy it just once, you'll have all the recipes online that you can just steal from, even if you stop paying for it. And then you can go Ooh. and just buy the ingredients yourself and make food like a real yes. person. 
So like, there's a bunch of these that we've been keeping because we've liked almost all of them. And it's just like, oh, we can easily get most of these things from the grocery store. For cheaper. Now, Zyber, I want to bring up something that's missing from your list that should be on your list because it's on both my list and Spiegel's list. <laughs> Fortune Street. <laughs> Fortune uh, that, is, that is something that was brought up earlier in the podcast. Ring Fit Adventure. Why is that not uh, on your list, Zyber? Get those, get those abs, those biceps, those triceps, those deltoids, those uh, those uh, glutes. The rings. Those um, definitely the glutes, those, though. Those little, uh, you know. I will say I have most likely played it at some point since I've last been on here, but only like once. All right, well, you better man. get on that. If you don't know everybody, for our listeners, we have our Ring Fat Adventure going on on the Discord, um, and we are all playing Ring Fit Adventure. Or a few of us are. Zyber is apparently not. In an attempt to get into better shape. You know what that reminds me of? Uh, that we forgot to do during the Bombastic News is the fact that for that Ring Fat Adventure, you started trading switch codes amongst each other. And yep. we actually built a Bombers <clears throat> Gamertag repository spreadsheet so that we can all actually be friends with each other and play video games with each other. Boo, so friends. That, that, yeah, shut up. I, that's I, on the Discord, too. I didn't create that list to make friends. I created that list to dominate other people. That's what makes hey, friends. Hey, I hear is. that, man. That I'm not playing Ring Fit Adventure to get in shape. I'm playing it to kick your ass, okay? And I saw that you passed me again today, so now I have to go exercise again. You jerk. I'm tired, but I don't care. I must destroy Win. you. I am actually sore. So I just want to actually talk about the game for a second. Dag, what do you want to say? No. For our listeners, that's a direct challenge from Spiegel. He wants to crush you. So if you think you can crush Spiegel at Ring Fit Adventure, join the Ring Fat Adventure Club and crush him. Yeah. It won't happen. I won't allow it. (laughs) I just want to say say that the game is... Oh, goodness. Excuse me. (laughs) My hand was... uh... (laughs) Put it back down. And answer your... What I want to say. <laughs> I want to say that I haven't been playing it, but I have still been losing weight. <gasps> so I will catch up to Spiegel. <gasps> it's that uh, HelloFresh. Yeah, I've been good on my diet. Been eating my heel. Doing what? Please. Eating my heel. Tell us about Huel and how much <laughs> it costs for a bag and how it can supplement your <sighs> diet. Well, you see, you can get 200 calorie bars for around $2 each, or you can get 400 calories food for $3 each. It's Hello Fresh Goodbye Fat. Fiddle, tell us about Ring Fit Adventure. (laughs) Well, I was just going to say, I I am amazed that they created probably the most enjoyable interactive exercise app or game that I've ever experienced. Does not compute. It is the greatest exercise game of all time. Yeah. I said that on the podcast uh, a few weeks ago. I am sticking by that. It's amazing how it works. Yeah. Like, it actually motivates you to work out because you're like, oh, yeah, I can I can just go do one more world and, you know, progress a little bit farther. Is it super deep? No. doesn't have to be. And you know what? The game even, like, it... It encourages you to do the RPG things, like mix up your moves to, you know fight the fight the like certain muscle moves are like red color and aerobic moves are yellow or whatever so if you fight a red monster you want to use muscle moves but really you can really kind of do anything you want it's fine the game just wants you to work out and try yeah i think that's cool it's sort of like uh yellow is more abdominal exercises red is your like upper body chest arms shoulders yeah blue is your or, or blue or purple i don't recall what it is um it's like your legs. Blue is aerobics, I think, right? Oh, blue is, I don't know. Blue is your legs. I don't know anything. And then um, green is like the yoga poses. So you have all those options. Uh, so you can mix up the gameplay to suit how you want to exercise if you want to. And I am pretty amazed at how versatile the Wiimote and like the ring actually is because... Not a Wii remote. <laughs> or uh, yeah, Joy-Con. Joy-Con. Because like I actually have had sore back, sore shoulders, sore chest, sore legs. It's just impressive. I it was unexpected. I 
when I first saw Ring Fit Adventure, I thought, what can you really accomplish with this stupid little ring? And turns out you can accomplish a lot. Props to Nintendo. This is a really unique, creative take on exercise, and it works, and it's fun. My favorite is uh, squeezing the ring between my thighs. <laughs> it would be. I It always, like, falls out of my th- Like, I whenever I go back to normal, it just falls. And I'm not sure why that you is. Tight, you I, I just can't. Bit more. You're extending well, your thighs can... too much. I believe I just unlocked but that I move. But I can't tighten up because as soon as I do that, it starts registering it as a thigh squeeze. But, like, I can't seem to find the happy medium. Also, when I do the planks, my feet keep sliding back behind me. So, like, I fall over. You need something behind your feet to keep you. It's like a wall. Yeah. Do it up or, against the yeah. wall. Or, sh- or a chair or something. Or shoes. Something heavy. I just got rid of planks as soon as I could, so. Planks are the worst. Yeah, the planks are oh, oh, so bad. Like, it's so hard. It's by far the hardest. And the attack power isn't even worth it, because, like, each move has different attack power for the enemies that you're fighting. Uh, plank is, like, 50. Get it together. Like, bow pull is, like, it's, 50. It's 50 for multiple enemies, though. That's why it's Yeah, good. the planks are a uh, workout with um how you start. And, like No, I'm, pr- I'm pretty sure the plank is better than bow, bow pull. Bow pull is, like, 30 or something. No, boat pull is a lot for what it is. I, I thought. I don't know. Well, then, I well, can't planks remember. is definitely twenty or thirty more. It's all about that knee lift. Move energetically. <laughs> yeah. Again, if you want to join us on our ring fat adventure, I have lost like five pounds since I started. Also, somewhat dieting right. like Zyber. Join the Discord. Other than ring fit adventure, I have been playing. Well, actually, I. Finally, 100% completed Super Mario Odyssey, other than collecting all the outfits. After we talked about the Mario franchise a few weeks ago, Spiegel, I had to do it. And it's so good. What a great game. Yeah, I can agree with that. As I've said on the podcast a couple of times, I don't like 3D platformers, and I liked Super Mario Odyssey. Yeah. And the only other game I've been playing is more Perfect Dark. Just cleaning. Of course. Yeah. Wrapping some things up, um, getting that closer and closer to 100%. But I need to move on because the last things are all co-op and I cannot. I'll help. Yeah. Do if you I want to? If I ever see you again. They, they are extremely I difficult mean, challenges. We would spend like an hour just trying to accomplish one of them. Well, you know me, Piddle. The things that I'm really well known for are A, patience, and B, loving multiplayer games. <laughs> So I'm your man for Perfect Dark, <laughs> incredibly difficult multiplayer challenges. Hey, Spiegel, want to play Apex with Dagon and I after this? No. What's the next subject? <laughs> the next subject is, I'm going to actually go to Deg because he is consuming something that I am also consuming, and I'd like to oh. talk about it. Uh, but first, get us started with that Alcohol. Stellaris. Uh, Stellaris, I've been continuing playing. Stellaris, my single-player game, I did finally finish because I took over so much of the galaxy that my game started to lag and became unplayable. So, Isn't that how it always game, goes when you try to take over the galaxy? Lag just takes over, yeah. It's the worst. Yeah. So, first game under the belt, I'm going to start up a second single-player game, uh, which I might actually start streaming that. I was also doing a multiplayer stream with some of the 11 fans of the show, uh, DJ and Kebby. We have just about finished that game. We're going to look into maybe picking up some additional multiplayer uh, streaming Stellaris stuff. So if any of our listeners out there enjoy Stellaris, please join us on the stream for that. The game is one of those like civilization style things, but it's Civ in space. It's really fun. It's really intense. It's not quite as in-depth as, say, Hearts of Iron, but there is a lot of depth to it, which is very appreciated. I like it. That's my Stellaris rant. I also Sounds fun. I also uh, picked up uh, Jedi Fallen Order again and was playing through some more of that, and... Um, Really, I just wanted to say that I did not give up on that game. I am still playing it, but I don't really have much to say other than that. It's it's fine. I forgot about I'm in that it for game. The, I'm in it for the story at this point. So, so it's a, a Star Wars story that is enjoyable? Yeah, it, it's worth popping it over to story mode slash easy mode and actually experiencing the 
the story. Like, if you're a fan of Star Wars Clone Wars, Star Wars Rebels, like, that whole, uh, what do they call it? The Dark Times, like, the Reign of the Empire type stuff. It, it has a lot of those themes, and it's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. I see you are also consuming something else Star Wars related that has that, a story worth following. Yep, I was about to segue into that, because... Mandalorian I have been watching the new season of season two that's been coming out on Fridays um I have not watched this week's episode as of right now so for those listening on Monday I can't speak to that but the most recent episode um quote-unquote called the Jedi with Ahsoka Tano in it one of the spoilers. main characters that's not spoilers everybody knows that as one of the main characters of Star Wars Clone Wars and Star Wars Rebels, also making a comeback. So, like, Dave Filoni, uh, the lead producer of Star Wars and Rebels and Mandalorian, is doing an amazing job of taking what Disney ruined in Star Wars and making it good again. Yeah. So. I have been watching I, um, Mandalorian, too. And I I actually did see this week's episode, which is very, oh. very good. It's nice. It takes callbacks like Asuka Tano and makes them. That's not how the name said. Whatever. Makes them relevant. I didn't watch uh, Clone Wars. Yeah, that was the other thing that I was going to say is one of the nice things about Mandalorian is you don't really have to have been a Star Wars fan to follow it. It's telling a good story on its own where even if you know just the cultural osmosis of Star Wars and not in-depth in Star Wars, you can still enjoy watching it. And then for Star Wars nerds like me, they have all those nice little callbacks and references and stuff that yep. really one uh, thing we're missing from the sequel trilogy. Yeah. One thing I want to mention is they take the music in a very different direction, and yet it still feels very Star Wars-y. Yes. Because this is music not is fantastic. This is not like your Star Wars mus- uh, movies music. It is completely different, but it works really well. Well, the Star Wars movies are basically space operas, and the music re- re- represents that sort of operatic, dramatic bigness. This TV show is a western. It's straight up a western. Yeah, and the music reflects that. It's a western style uh, influence on that. While still retaining the core soul that is Star Wars, yeah, they use some very abnormal in instruments in order to it's great, pull yeah. that off. Yeah, and the final item that I have here is um, we were talking about Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven earlier. Well, just on the last week, I forgot to talk about this previously, but I did my second read through of Neuromancer, the William Gibson book that basically launched the entirety of cyberpunk as a thing in the public consciousness. And I love that book. I cannot, for anybody that likes to read, should read Neuromancer. And anybody that likes sci-fi should read Neuromancer, whether you like to read or not, get a chance to sit down. And if you're into cyberpunk, for sure, I can't believe you haven't read Neuromancer already. That book basically turned me into a transhumanist where I, for one, welcome our coming robot overlords and am willing to help them take over humanity. All right. Which is why I've been playing as robots in Stellars. Sorry, I was wrapping it all together. But yeah, Spiegel's turn. Spiegel. Yeah, we know that. I want to know what Spiegel's been playing, though. Um, you know, honestly, not a lot. Uh, it's, it's been kind of a light week for me. Uh, work is stressing the hell out of me. So I haven't had a whole lot of time to think or breathe or, you know, uh, really play anything that, uh, that isn't, that, that is too far outside my comfort zone. Uh, I will say, uh, I've been playing a little bit more Pikmin 3 Deluxe, uh, with my wife playing the co-op. I am not a good co-op partner. That was established on the previous episode. Yep. It is becoming more and more evident because I am realizing the parallels between my actual real-life job and Pikmin 3. Now, Piddle, we shared an employer for a time. Pikmin 3 is exactly like that job, and you know that. It, It really is. Because you are trying to manage and control a hundred different single individual things, none of whom are really that smart 
and none of whom really want to be doing what you're telling them to do, but it is their job because you are their slave master. Then and that is my job, essentially. So anyway, Pikmin three is not fun anymore because it's my job and it reminds me of my job. And I get very stressed out playing it now. That's sad because you're such a big Pikmin fan. Yeah. I was. Was. Oof. That's the problem when you uh, tur- yeah. turn your hobbies into Never become jobs. an adult, kids. Kill yourself before you turn 18. Yeah, no, don't, don't do that. You're not an adult at 18 anyway. So yeah, that's true. Mm. Uh, kill yourself before you, before you turn 30. There you go. Okay. Uh, but get help if you need it. Um, now, uh, let's get on to the main event. Attack of the Friday Monsters, a Tokyo Tale. Now, some of you may be wondering, what the hell are you talking about? Now, I will I will tell you. Can in you a moment can you tell me I what the vamping. the title is again? Because maybe I wasn't paying attention. Uh, yes, <laughs> I will say it slowly. Attack of the Friday Monsters, a Tokyo Tale. Okay, question. Zyber, do you uh-huh. like? Do you like kaiju? No. <gasps> What's a kaiju? Well, then this is th- what this is not a game for you. Like a giant monster. Deg. Yes, it's like a Godzilla, basically, or like, like those Pacific, types of Pacific Rim. Nobody knows what that is, but we all know what Godzilla is. Yeah, like pick something that people can actually, you know, reference. Deg. Well, you are, you had Godzilla, and okay. I said or. I was providing additional gods. Yes. Mothra. Also part of the Godzilla. Gizra. Mecha Godzilla. De- Desustroya. Desustroya. Anyway. Uh, Deg, do you like Rodan. Kaiju? Yes. Yes, Rodan. Rodan's good. Okay, you like you like Rodan? Do you like Mothra? Yeah. Do you like... Is King Kong like an American Kaiju? Yes. Kind of. Yes. Yeah. Uh, what? Do you like Do you like Peter Jackson? Eh. Is he a kaiju? <laughs> is he a kaiju? Do I, here's do you mean do I like Peter Jackson's King Kong? Because then no. Do you like do you like Pocahontas in space? So Avatar? No. James Cameron's yes, Avatar. Avatar. Do you like do you like Titanic? Do you like James Cameron's Titanic? I like Alien. The kaiju boat. Kaiju boat. The, do you the, prefer the Titanic the, the, the original alive. kaiju? <laughs> okay, every, okay, everyone shut up. I have like 3 minutes to tell you about this game, okay? <laughs> Attack of the Friday Monsters is a uh, it's a game set in uh 70s Japan, uh so the 1970s in Japan, basically in an outs- uh, like the outskirts rural Tokyo uh in in the 1970s and every Friday uh monsters come to this little town get it. and uh they fight. They fight outside the town. And uh you were a kid who just moved to the town and um your dad is a dry cleaner and your mom is uh is disappointed in your dad uh because he sucks i don't know <laughs> basically the entire game is told from the perspective of a 10 year old kid so there, there's like a bunch of stuff that's purposely obscured and kind of confusing because you're a kid you don't understand the interdynamic relationship between your parents and you don't understand whether these monsters are actually real or if they're just part of the script of some TV show or if there's some like crazy alien plot that's like bringing them here it's it's very confusing it's very japanese it's a life simulation game with card battling in it and uh it's on the 3DS and it's like 8 bucks and everyone should just go buy it and check it out and decide for yourself it feels like too many things mashed up against themselves it's a very strange game. It's one of the strangest I've played. I give it a three out of five, but it's worth playing for sure. It's like three hours. It's awesome. Huh. Wasn't DreamWorks making like a monster fighting movie or something? Who cares? Yeah. Didn't they do that? It was like Mars versus the monsters or something. You're thinking of uh, aliens versus uh, of uh, a- Cowboys. monsters versus aliens. Monsters versus aliens. That's what it was. Yeah, it was monsters right. versus aliens. Yeah, that, that's my right. favorite movie. I, if you need help, you should reach out for it, Spiegel. You don't need to make these oblique cries for help. You can just you can just let us know. All I know is that I go out there on the hill every Friday, and there's smog monsters fighting, and there's a TV camera there, and they're filming it, and all of a sudden my dad shows up and he's like i failed to become a junior space defense force ranger but you my son succeeded and i am a failure and i am gonna go clean these people's shirts 
because they are depending on me to be a dry cleaner. Because their their shirts are dirty. There's a scene where they get mud splattered all over them, and it's really sad. It's devastating. Before or after the cleaning? Because if it was before the cleaning, that's just more money in the bank. But if it was after the cleaning, that sucks because you got to do it again. It was after. They were out there. No. They were hanging on the line. They were they, white shirts, too. It sucks. Oh, you're never going to get the mud out of that. It sucks to be a dry cleaner. You I might know. as well just go this buy those someone. people new shirts. This just is throw why them away. must die. Yep. Destroy all monsters. Melee. Godzilla. Destroy all dry cleaners. <laughs> Rampage. The movie. Peter Jackson's dry cleaning. Oh.